Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence on this broadcast today. And I pray for every person in the sound of my voice, In the name of Jesus, I am asking you, sir, to reveal yourself to them. Reveal your word. Reveal your presence. Reveal your healing love in the name of Jesus that they be made strong and blessed beyond measure. And we thank you for it and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Keith? Yes, sir. This has been good, man. It has already. Amen. Let's let's get right back in there again. Dive right on in. You want to go back to John chapter 10? Yes, sir, please. John 10, Jesus revealed himself to us as our good shepherd. And one of the things he repeated, not not just twice, but uh, about four or five times through this chapter, he kept emphasizing that we know him and we hear him. And I want to read it again in John 10 and verse 2. To him, the good shepherd, the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger will they not follow, but flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." Then he said it again in verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. He says it again in verse 27, my sheep Mm -hmm. hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now that's plain as you can get right there. There it is. And why, why say, if he said it one time, it'd be important. Why keep repeating it? Why, why the emphasis? Because this is such a vital part of our lives, and it's an area the enemy has tried to confuse and, and convolute. And even today, you have so many uh, church-going people that don't believe they can hear from him directly, personally, specifically, because uh, they don't believe this or, and or they don't know how he communicates. Mm-hmm. And... Um, The first thing to do is make a decision. I believe this word. I believe the words of Jesus. And you say it out loud. In fact, let's let's say it again. Say it out loud. I am his sheep. I am his sheep. And I hear his voice. And I hear his voice. I know his voice. I know his voice. He leads me. He leads me. And I follow him. And I follow him. Hallelujah. You know, he said that in the book of Revelation. Mm Mm-hmm. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Right. If any man hear my voice and open, now he's just made it plain that he'll speak to anybody that listens. That's right. If you'll give him access. Yeah. Yes, sir. And he said, I will come in. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's good, isn't it? It is so good. It's, Phyllis and I talk about this all the time. We, We learn things about how to be led by the Spirit through Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry and, and, some, and through you guys' ministry and have in, endeavored to employ it for some decades now. And you just think once in a while, what, 
what would you do without knowing oh. how to be led by the Holy oh. Spirit? I mean, because ministry and uh, everything in life, the answer to a thousand and one questions every day, every day is be led. Well, just think back to the worst day you ever had in your life, and that's what it'd be like. Exactly. All the time. Right. Just, you know, Keith, we've been doing this for so long that you, you, you really forget mm. how really bad it was, man. Right, right. And even when you're trying to do your best, but you're just doing it all on your own. Right. And, and you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. You've said all the wrong things, did yeah. all the wrong things. Yeah. And, but when you found out about it, you begin to look at it, it was working just like the Lord said it was work, mm -hmm. would work if that's what you did. Right, right. So when you change and start doing what He says do, it'll work just like He said it'd do. Yes, sir. Only it'll be in your favor all the time. Right, working for you working instead, for of you against instead of against you. Yes, sir. Well, it's, and like you're saying, without being led, you, you're missing it so much. Even though your intentions are, are right, you're, you're trying this and you're trying that. You're listening to this one, making decisions based on that. Circumstances, demographics, needs, all other kind of things. Um, let me just say this uh, uh, to emphasize. Don't be led by needs. Don't be led by opportunities. Don't be led by numbers or price or cost. If you're led by any of these things, you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. That's right. It's a different way of operation. And when you learn how to be led by the Spirit, we've all missed it, but you never missed it following the Spirit. You had to get away from that yeah. and be led by something else. Yeah. And one of the big things that helped me uh, from the beginning was learning it's not not being led externally, it's being led internally. internally. The Spirit of God yeah. bears witness yes, with sir, my with spirit. spirit. We are inside out people instead of outside in. I'm led from the inside, yeah. not the outside. And even a lot of good Christian folks are putting out fleeces. Lord, uh, if you want me to do this, make this happen. Lord, if you don't want me to do this, then don't let me do it. And, and trying to, and then watching to see what happens out here. And people say, well, must not have been the will of God because this or that happened. Well, no. Uh, we ought to be such that even though it looks like it is the perfect opportunity and everybody is saying, do it, do it, yet we don't just do it. We check in here. And if we don't have the witness, we don't do it. And at the same time, if all the doors are closed and everybody's saying, you can't do it, that to us is not a leading. No, that we, doesn't mean anything. We go to Him, and if, <clears throat> if He says do it, we stand there and believe God till the doors open up, till Brother things Roberts change. told me this back in the very early days. I was his driver, and we were heading to a meeting. He said, Kenneth, three things. Find out the perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. that's now, that's it. where you start. That's it. You don't start with circumstance. Right. Then he said, confer no longer with flesh and blood. Exactly. Don't go asking people right. or looking at stuff. Mm -hmm. Then 
get your job done at any cost. At any cost. Now, he had based his entire ministry on that. Hmm. And since then, that's what Gloria and I have done. That's outstanding. It's based our entire ministry on that right. first step. That's when you go to the Word. Yes, that, that's when you inquire of the Lord. Hmm. You don't go asking a bunch of people about right. it. Right, right. You know, it's amazing how people feel obligated hmm. to point out all the reasons why you can't right. instead of why you can. Right. And we, our faith comes from hearing him. If he told me to do something, then faith for me to do it came from hearing him tell me to do that. Yeah. If he didn't tell them to do it, they're not going to have faith. They do don't it. have any faith. They, they didn't hear it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the man. faith didn't that come with it. That is a good point. Amen. <laughs> so why do I need to ask other people that the Lord didn't tell that? Well, no, they're not going to see how to do it. The faith didn't come to them because he didn't tell them to do it. <laughs> that's amazing. That is so amazing. And that's simple when you, talk, when yes, you really do get the truth about it. Yes, sir. So you inquire of the Lord. Right. And you inquire of him till you know. Right. And yes. you don't go till you know. Exactly. And you don't, you don't try to get it from out here. Uh -uh. You get it from inside. I remember an illustration that you made one time that marked my life. You said, here you are, wide awake, laying there, trying to get the answer. Yeah. Trying to get the answer. <laughs> it's 5.30 in the morning. I got to get up in an hour and a half. What am I going to do? And you said, you're like a guy standing in front of a file cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> and you go one file at a time all the way to the back. Yeah. Well, it wasn't in there. Then you go from the back all the way to the front. Well, it's not in there. <laughs> and he said, then you take all the files out yeah. and you put them back in one at a time. <laughs> it's not in there. The answer is not in yeah. here. It, it's not in the mental part of you. It's in your spirit. Yes, mind. sir. Yeah. That's where the answers are. That's exactly Because right. that's where God is. That's right. Amen. That's so start inquiring here. Yeah. Roll the care of it over on the Lord. Go ahead and get your good night's sleep. Right. Wake up in the morning. You know what to do. Yeah. That's a whole lot different than agonizing and agonizing yeah. and continually saying, I just don't know what I'm going to do. That's a killer. It's you're putting spiritual laws in effect against yourself. Against yourself. You keep saying, I can't find it. I can't find it. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and you'll say, you'll finally say something really dumb, yeah. like, oh, I'll tell you what, if, if, if man, if, if, if I don't get this, they're going to kill me. Yeah. Right. Man, that's what, yeah. that's where that stuff leads. And it'll lead you down a, a path of destruction. Right. Just one step right after another. And that's when you start looking for these outside inputs. And man, yep. you are headed down the wrong road. To be misled. Yes, sir. And all you got to do to do that is nothing. Just not resist it. Because the enemy brings external pressure in the form of wrong spirits to harass you and mislead you. And that's why it's so common for people to just verbalize that, I don't know, I can't do, I can't find out, I can't seem to hear from him, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do, I don't know what we're going to do. It's, it's not even logical to say it as much as people do. No. Or to say it with the emphasis that they do. And what's happening, they don't realize the enemy is influencing them. 
Next thing you're going to do is go call somebody and tell them that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just one thing right after right. another. Yeah. And to get into the worry. And, and they'll it. agree with you. Right. And get upset with you. Yeah. Now you got any two on earth agreeing together is touching this thing. Yeah. Only it's not going to be done by the Father. It's going to be done by the enemy. Right. Boy, that, that's you're, dangerous. You're giving place to him. And that's, that's why he's pushing you so hard. If he can get you to get in fear about it and he can get you to speak the fear and then most effectively, if he can get you to act on fear, he has a legal right to manifest destruction yes, he does. in your life. Yeah. And that's why if you don't know how to resist it, you're going to do it. You're going to, I mean, you'll do it mindlessly without even realizing what you're doing. And so you have to make a stand. And, and, and even if you've said the wrong thing a couple of times, don't just yield to it. Stop, stand up and go, no, no, that's not right. I have an unction of the Holy One. I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. He's, I'm being led right now. I'm his sheep. I know his voice. He's ordering my steps. I will do the right thing. I'll hear him. I'll see it. I'll know it. We'll do it. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to get this. We're going to wind up at the right place at the right time with the right thing. And the will of God's going to be done to the glory of God. And that's my part. <laughs> yes, sir. It's not my part to raise the money. No, it's not my part to anoint myself. Right. None, no, that's right. my part. That's, that's right. what I do. That's exactly. And then that's his part then is all the stuff I can't do. Mm -hmm. Now I can do that part. Right. I can make that decision. Right. And the moment he told me to do it, qualified me to do it. And, but when I decided to do it, man, that empowered me. It does. So I've done my part now. My part is to walk by faith, right. walk in love, and keep his word. And he's doing all the rest of it out here and makes me look so good. <laughs> man, yep. you know, what yep. was it, Brother Leroy Thompson called a sweatless anointing? Sweatless. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, what, that's what Jesus desires for every one of his sheep. It's, it belongs to us. It the green pastures. Yep. The still water. Yes, sir. Where he leads me. Right. He restores my soul. Right. That's the shepherd's job. Right. My job is to follow. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And we can do it. It's just a choice. The one of the first things the Lord ministered to me is well, that really helped me. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> that, just, that went off on the inside. Glory to God. <laughs> It's going off on some other people yeah. too. Hallelujah. It really Feel is. free to shout at home. Oh, Jesus, you're such you're so good. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory. Hallelujah. Oh man. The very beginning, I can see it now, the very beginning of my ministry, before I was in training for minister in ministry, began with this. Mm -hmm. And um, if if you'd like to, I'd, like, I'd read First Kings 19 that talks about this and, and to get this settled once and for all, that God does not lead us. He's not leading us externally and not to look in this world that's full of evil and curse to get your direction. First Kings 19 and 9 talks about uh, Elijah, the man of God, after the showdown with the false prophets on the mountain. Um, he came to a, a cave uh, well, it was during this scenario, I should say. He came to a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? 
And he, he said, I've been jealous for the Lord God of hosts, 1 Kings 19 and 10. And he tells about uh, what the evil that's happening in Israel. And um, the Lord told him, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Now, this is dramatic. Great, oh, it is. strong wind rent, tore the mountains, broke in pieces the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. Look at that. You know, uh, insurance companies are... Uh, commonly refer to these type of things as acts of God. Well, that wasn't. It was not. That was not. God was not in the wind. Now, this is clear. <laughs> and uh, then, after the wind, was an earthquake. But just as clearly as you can read it, it says, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. He wasn't in it. Talk about ground shaking. This is literally something ground shaking, something externally, but the Lord's not in it. And then after the earthquake, a fire. But it says for the third time, but the Lord was not in the fire. He wasn't in it. Well, if the Lord's not in it, you should not be trying to derive some divine message from it. And after the fire is a still, small voice. Mm, Hallelujah. Mm, and when, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in the mantle. He went out and stood in the entering of the cave, and the voice came to him, and he communed there with the Lord. My goodness. Hallelujah. Boy, that's eye-opening, isn't it? It's so many are attributing uh, some kind of communication from God through all these things that are happening. People build doctrines on it. They, they say, well, God is saying this. When something happened, they seize upon it and say, God's saying this now. God's saying that now. And, and just, I want, to, I want to say millions of believers, and it's probably true, look to the outside to try to discern what God's saying to them. But again, when you talk with folks, it's always so vague and so general, maybe the Lord is saying mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Maybe the Lord's telling us to do that. Maybe this, maybe that. And that's not what we just got through reading on, on yesterday about uh, exact and precise and clear communication from the Spirit of God. I know, uh, I said when I first began in the ministry, this is the thing the Lord got ministered to me first. I was in my late teens, and I had a good job for the area. I had, uh, Phyllis and I got married right out of high school. I had a beautiful wife. I had a fast car and a fast motorcycle, and I had a good dog. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. And for a country boy? That's just about it. I'm just about there. <laughs> and uh, I got dissatisfied. And I began to listen to some word and some of your tapes, actually. And um, I began to, something began to happen to me. And I'd wake up in the night and something's going on. And I'm, th and, and I'm thinking, what? 
What, Lord? What? And this went on month after month, and I didn't realize it, but the Lord's endeavoring to communicate to mm -hmm. me. He's got a call on my life. I'm not supposed to just be satisfied and stay there. He's got something else for me to do. But I didn't, I didn't know that at that time. And so months into this, I'm, just, I'm not satisfied with my work. I'm not satisfied with my life. Why? Because there's something else. I'm supposed to do something else. And there'd be sometimes three in the morning, two in the morning, I'd get up and leave the house and go outside. We lived in the country. And I, and I'm, I must have said this a thousand times. What, God? What? Talk to me. Tell me, tell me what, what you want me to do. What is it? And I'm earnest, but I didn't know how to hear from him. I didn't know what to focus on or what to pay attention to. Then there'd be times I'd look up in the night sky and, you know, I'm, I wish he would write in the sky. <laughs> I wish he would do something. I'm trying to hear him with these ears. I'm trying to see him yeah. with his eyes. I'm trying. And God is spirit. And I hadn't got that yet. So this went on for, I don't know, a year. And I'm unhappy and dissatisfied. Don't know what to do. And finally one night I'm, I'm up on, uh, in the middle of the night in our little trailer that we had, kneeling down on the red shag carpet next to the plastic couch. <laughs> and uh, for the nth time going, God, just tell me, just talk to me. What? What is it? What do you want me to do? And thank God he's able to communicate, to get across to my mind. And this is what he said. There was a Bible, Brother Kenneth, that was sitting on the, the end table over there. He said, Keith, son, I've said many things to you in the book. Find out what I've said to you in the book. And if I want to say something else to you, I will. Glory to God. Now, that might not sound too ground-shaking to some folks, but that was, man, that was, it wasn't audible, but it was like audible mm -hmm. to me. I mean, I got up. Your whole being hears something like that. And what I, what I found out is that God is speaking in Genesis. He's speaking in Exodus. He's speaking in Psalm. It's the same voice. It's the same voice in Matthew that's in Luke. It's the same, even though it came through a different vessel, it's the same voice in Revelation. And what he was doing was training me to hear his voice mm -hmm. so that when he spoke to me something else, I'd recognize it's the same voice the I've been hearing in here. Exactly. God. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Brother Keith and I will be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.